episode 155 of the Drive-By Podcast, sponsored by Les Delis Lafrenet. Five great Montreal locations, including St. Leonard, Rosemere, Point Claire, Montreal West, and the newly expanded store, bigger and better than ever, on Tachereau in Brossard. Check out lesdelislafrenet.com to order your custom cakes. And with the new year just around the corner, all the desserts and cakes you need for your parties, check them out. It's Les Delis Lafrenet. This is The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast, brought to you by Own Space. What's going on? Hope you had a great Christmas. It is Freeway Frank. This is episode 155, and I'm set to go. I am ready on this Boxing Day to unbox all truths. Truths. The truth. (laughs) If you remember, the two youths. Yeah, from my cousin Vinny. The truth. Uh, That's what we're going to do. We're going to unbox things that are true, that are actually factual. It could be about men, could be about women, things women do, things men do, society, things we see in the news right now. But since I thought it's unboxing, it's, it's, yeah, it's Boxing Day, it's unboxing day for me. This is where we, we, I guess, release the baggage. All the bullshit from life in general, everyday life, from the last year, from the, the news that you see and you shake your head and you're like, come on, what's really going on here? Why is nobody talking about this? So I'm going to begin by unboxing. So there's a bunch of presents underneath the Christmas tree. You envision it right now, but it's not actually here. Even though I do have a Christmas tree here behind me in the studio at the drive-by. And there's a whole bunch of presents and I'm opening up a box. And here's the first box that I'm opening up. And we're going to unbox the truth right off the top here. We are the laughing stock of the world. Justin Trudeau, the prime minister, once again has made us the laughing stock to the international community. This just came out a few days ago. Essentially now, all washrooms, all bathrooms in federally regulated workspaces or workplaces will offer free menstrual products, which I'm okay for. I'm 100% okay for menstrual products being in Well, female washrooms. Why? Because women menstruate. Women have periods. But this is the part that became the joke everywhere. And you're going to believe that every single news outlet in the United States, besides maybe CNN, went with this story. And it's a, this is a farce. This is getting way out of hand now. But of course, here in Canada, all washrooms are included for the menstrual products. One of the recommendations is a requirement for menstrual product dispensers and disposal containers to be installed in all washrooms. That's right. Men and women. So men's washrooms. Now, the last time I checked, men cannot menstruate. Now, I haven't lost my mind. I am not insensitive. I've already been canceled a million times. I don't give a shit, truthfully, who cancels me next. If you are living in in a place called La La Land, and in other words, you're pulling off the highway, going, taking an exit, and it says La La Land population, whatever the number is, I'm going to say it's millions of people because millions of people have lost their minds. 
People have lost their minds. It's definitely millions of people in this country. It continues by saying this article, and there's somebody in the government that says not only women or those who identify as women menstruate, trans men, gender non-conforming, two-spirit folks menstruate as well. And everyone who menstruates deserves to menstruate with dignity. And everyone who menstruates. Okay, so physically and biologically, unless, I, unless I've lost my freaking mind, only women can menstruate. Now, I'm all for, and I say this all the time, and I don't say it because I really, I'm worried about how some people are going to take it, and Frank's a homophobe, and this is, because I am, I am the furthest thing from that, and I'm not going to get on my, my milk uh, box and start yelling in a, into a megaphone that, uh, you know, I'm not a homophobe, and I'm not a racist, and I have to prove all this shit to, to people, and I have to kneel, and I have to do whatever society tells me I need to do to prove I'm not a racist, and all this insanity. Because this is the, how insane the world has become. But it's not even the last time I checked. I don't have to check. I know that only women menstruate. That's it. Now, I know there's people inside them that are biologically male who don't feel like men. They feel more like women. Okay. People that are women who don't feel like women are more like men. Okay. But it doesn't matter what you're putting down there, what kind of liquid, what kind of thing you're trying to convince yourself. You're putting your pad. The government of Canada and Justin Trudeau, the snowflake, is allowing for tampons and men's washrooms. And you put a tampon, but you were biologically a male, but now you're a woman and that's how you identify. And you put this tampon down and I don't know what you're putting, cranberry juice or whatever down there, right? Your tampon's red. You could tell yourself till the cows come home you could try to convince yourself that you menstruate. It is physically and biologically impossible to do. It's just impossible to do. Now, why the government of Canada is spending all this extra money to do this and put them in washrooms, I mean, it's a joke. It's impossible. They cannot be used properly. They, they, were, they would be more effective if they were used for other things. You run out of toilet paper, and now you're using that to clean yourself. You get a cut, and you put one of those tampons temporarily before you get a Band-Aid. That's more realistic, but it's not a first aid kit. It's a tampon dispenser for women who menstruate, and that's it, and that's all, and that's the first unboxing on this unboxing day edition of the drive-by podcast. This is not about hate. This is not me being a jerk. This is not me. No, if you live in La La Land... Go right ahead and take the exit, as I said. I'm going to continue on the highway of normalcy. I don't know how many people who really do believe they're menstruating when it's impossible and they just cannot. And so here we are during this unboxing. I'm going to turn it a little light. <laughs> I'm going to turn the light, the light button on. I'm going to make it a little bit lighter. But I had to start off with this because this just bothered me so much. And then seeing the Americans laughing at us. To me, I mean, this guy is this, this prime minister. And did you see him in all the year-end interviews he was sitting down for and all that? I, I don't know, man. I don't know this guy. I really, this guy, he's not letting go. This guy, I mean, they used to say that, that Trump uh, wouldn't leave office. I, we have our own tyrant right here. This guy's not going to leave office under any conditions, right? Unless they literally throw him out <laughs> or one of the... Colluders, Singh decides to, to drop him and uh, the government folds. 
And that's what needs to happen. But that's not, it just doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So he's going to be, he's, he's probably going to have another. If he doesn't resign finally this year, because so many, did you see the petitions that are going around? So many Canadians want him out. But I could see him making it to and doing another Christmas message at the end of 2024. And he could still be in power, yes, by, by next year. It's just this guy won't go away. So let's continue to unbox some lighter stuff here. If you have a pet, just like a child, a baby, okay? There is such a thing, believe it or not. So I'm unboxing another, this is another big box I'm opening right now. I'm unboxing the truth on this one. Pets always have a favorite owner. I I hate the word owner because it's, it's a family member. Pets always have a favorite family member, okay? And always have somebody that they don't like that comes into your home. They always bark at for some reason. This is a truth. So a pet will always like one person, your boyfriend, your husband, girlfriend, wife, more than the other person. This is a fact. Now, whether you want to believe it or not, it's true. And I'm willing to bet that most of the time, because women are more docile, have a friendlier, softer sound, have a toned down voice, have a nicer voice, they're more delicate, they're more sweet, that the pet's seem to lean towards mama in my in my house there's no doubt in my mind that my dog enzo loves me and he'll turn on my wife in a second if like she disappears and oh let's say goes on a holiday with my mother-in-law for 10 days in arizona and then she comes back my dog would acknowledge her being back but then come right back to me like to say yeah you left too bad now but then eventually he warms up after the next few hours couple of days and he's back to to mama's side so pets do choose definitely do choose and and kids kids seem to do the same thing they they might pick a favorite parent a mom or a dad they can relate to more but more so i find parents have favorites too i could see a lot of uh, neighbors of mine friends of mine family members of mine who have kids who will always have a favorite they're never gonna admit it they're never gonna tell you or tell them the truth but we're on unboxing Boxing Day truths here. We're opening up this messy box full of no BS. It's it's only truth. And parents have favorites. They really do. They say they don't, but deep down inside in their gut, whether it's the first one, whether it's the one that looks more like them, maybe it's the one that acts more like them, maybe it's the one they feel that they have the biggest connection with, came first, came middle, came last. I don't know, but they have a favorite. You could disagree via DMs. On Instagram at Freeway Frank. If you say, no, that's not true. Parents equally love all their children. Look, they do. There's no doubt about it. I'm not saying that they have a picture of one of their kids on the wall and and no picture of the other kid. But deep down inside, there's an adoration for at least one over the other. Even if it's a slight, slight adoration for one over the other. And maybe adoration is not a good word because it also means worship. And I don't think parents are worshiping one child over another, but sometimes... It's possible. There are things also, let's unbox another gift here. The gift, my gift to you is telling the truth. There is such a thing as men being better at certain things than women and women just being smarter and better in other things. There are things I do better than my wife. There are things that my wife, I don't know what it is, she does better than me. And I'm going to give you some examples. I've been in situations where... There is a possibility, so let me unbox this other box. This is a smaller box, 
and I'm going to reveal the truth in this one. There's a possibility that my wife and I have been in a situation or a predicament where panic, like it could be a slight emergency, a moment of where most people would panic. I'm just the calmer one. She may not admit it, but I'm the calmer one. She will lose her shit and lose her mind if put in a situation where, let's say, we were on a flight. This has never happened, thankfully, and hopefully it never does. And the pilot says, we're going to crash land. I, believe it or not, would not panic because my mind would be going 100 miles an hour, remembering every single episode of Mayday, trying to figure out how I'm going to get myself and my wife out of this situation, considering we're about to crash land. Or whatever the situation is, I can almost see danger coming before it happens. No, I'm not psychic, but there's a calmness about me, believe it or not. You know, I don't sound very calm <laughs> talking right now. I sound a little agitated because I can remember one instance where, where my wife panicked. I don't, even, I don't want to mention because I don't want to throw her under the bus, make her feel bad. But she knows the instance where she panicked and I remained calm and everything was fine. But she panicked. So that's one, one thing that I find I'm more in control of certain situations, whereas my, my wife will, faced with some kind of adversity or some kind of emergency, she will react differently than me. That's just the truth. Maybe it's different in your relationship. Maybe the woman is calmer. Maybe the guy is more agitated. Who knows? Now, there are instances, and it's not instances of emergency, Let's unbox another truth here. Let's open up another mid-sized box where something happens. Like, for example, somebody, stranger or something, will say something nasty to someone in public. Or, you know, we've been in a, I remember once we were at a Home Depot and somebody told my wife to speak French. We're here in Quebec. She was speaking English to me. And she said, the, the person says, you know, here in Quebec, we speak French. We don't speak English. And I just, uh, and my wife handled it very well. And I, I just said that I was a calm guy. Okay, yeah, in an emergency. But if somebody's going to be an asshole to me or my wife, I have lost my shit quite a few times. I'm trying to be better at that and calmer. But I instantly, if somebody attacks me or there's some kind of act of aggression or says something completely nasty, I come right back at you full force. 7.8, 8.2, 9.6 on the Richter scale. Total damage. I come right back at you. That's not a good thing either, considering I'm a pretty compassionate person. And, and now I'm trying to be a bit more like, okay, there's a reason why this person's being a dickhead. Maybe this person's having a bad day. Maybe this person's just a jerk. Maybe this person has mental anguish, mental issues, mental health issues. And so you take a step back and you just be calm, kind of like if your plane's about to crash. But my wife seems to handle that part. I've lost my cool in many instances, in situations like that. Here's another one. Okay, so things around the house, for example. So I was cleaning the filters in my hot tub. My wife has never cleaned the filters or my hot tub. I do it. I'm the guy who takes care of my hot tub. So these filters have this like tap on top that you just slightly twist, they open, and then you remove them and clean them out once a week, whatever it is, right? In this instance, I had purchased two brand new filters and I was opening up one of the taps in order to fill the hot tub with, you put the hose inside the filter so the filter picks up any debris or crap that's coming from your garden hose. And I couldn't remove this filter and I've done it a gazillion times, but for some reason I couldn't do it. 
I couldn't remove it. I went inside. My, my wife was, this was last week. She was upstairs working at the time. I went up, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I went upstairs. I went back into the house. I grabbed a wrench. I was turning the wrench and all that. And I never thought twice about asking my wife if she could do it. Because I was like, if I can't open this, I don't have the muscle to open this. There's obviously a defect in these filters. And I was basically waiting till the next day to go to the place to return these defective filters. And my wife says to me, well, let me see if I can open them. And I looked at her and I'm like, please, Steph, I used a wrench. I, could, I can't even. But then a part of me, like back of my mind, said, she always pulls this off. She really does. Like figuratively and physically. She's, <laughs> she always pulls this off. She always does. Like she's going to do something. I'm like I'm forgetting something. But no, I've done this for two and a half years. I've never not been able to open this filter lid. I give her the filters. I swear she doesn't even like, she no force. She literally like her fingers just slightly twist so magically and beautifully. And the filter opens and I just look at her with my mouth open. And then she goes to the other one and I'm like, okay, maybe it was the other one. And the same thing with complete calmness and the filter opens and I'm like, and I just looked at her and I just said, you're just better stuff. You're just better at some things than me. Now, why? Did I lose my mind, go get a wrench? I was like, Ehh! I was like literally grunting, turning. I don't know. In the past, my it's not like I, I have weak wrists. It's not like I have no force, but it's literally, she put no force in it. Just slightly, uh, and they open nicely. And then Steph goes, well, maybe because you just need to do things in a more relaxed mode. When you're more, as we say in Italian, materiale, you know, you're, and, and Steph says more material, which doesn't directly translate, translate from Italian to English. Materiale means you don't know, like, my mom used to say it to me, like, you, you, you basically, you can't handle anything. Everything you touch, you break. You know, like uh, a game when I was a kid, and then, then you did this, and you opened this up, and you couldn't put it back together, and some electronic, and say, così materiale, you know, like you just ruin everything, right? You destroy everything. And so uh, she proved to me, my wife, that, Something as simple as removing filter lids can be done so easily, and I'm a complete moron and idiot. So there you go. In some instances, there you go, Steph. You did it. I'm a moron. Now, there are things that I do that I feel that I'm better at overall. And let's unbox another truth here. I feel... I feel, first of all, that my wife, she is a very good driver compared to, you know how women drivers get, get a bad rap? Women drivers are not good drivers. Like, you know, I'm not saying that there are many good women drivers and surprisingly, my wife is actually a very good driver, but she seems to think she's a better driver than me. She barely drives. I'm always driving. Unless I'm not driving, she's driving if she's alone in the car. For the most part, I know I'm a better driver she says that I need to drive because I need to be in control. The truth of the matter is I don't feel comfortable in the passenger seat. And if you're ever going to put me in your car and put me in the back seat, it's game over. I really, truly don't feel comfortable in the back seat, yet alone in the passenger seat of a car. I will even tell people when I go into their cars, like there's a friend of mine and, you know, we're going the other day whatever, a couple of weeks ago to play poker and we're taking a car. He goes, do you want to drive? It's almost like he knows that I'm agitated in his passenger seat. And I go, yeah, sure. But I really feel Steph seems to think my wife seems to think it's a control issue, but I just feel like I need to drive because I feel it's not about control. I feel safer 
with me driving. I feel unsafe with me in the passenger seat or anywhere else because I feel like it's the same way people feel uncomfortable, some people, and they can't get past it when they're flying and when they're on a plane because you assume the pilot's The two pilots, yeah, only two pilots, or three in some instances or more, depending on the flight, know what they're doing. But a lot of people fear flying because they're so high up, they have basically given up their control. When you fly, you give up your control to the pilots. If the pilot's having a rough day or if the pilot is not all there, pilot just had a fight with his wife or pilot just had a bad moment at work or whatever the case is, well, that's why... They fly with somebody else because you always need the other person to be of sound mind just in case the other pilot controlling the plane is not. But for the most part, that's why people are nervous flyers because they're giving up that control to somebody, a complete stranger, and someone you assume knows what they're doing. I mean, this is a pilot. <laughs> They must know what they're doing. So there you go. That's why I feel I need to be at the wheel of a vehicle. And I've un unboxed that truth because I feel... That uh, women are good at some things overall, like just blow us away. And in other instances, uh, look, I do it all the time. And I shouldn't be saying this because if I say this, there's going to be people saying, oh, Frank, you're so sexist. I can't believe. But I'm going to say it because I'm an honest guy. I'm an honest guy and I don't feel any embarrassment saying this. But sometimes I play a game with my wife and we're in the car and I try to guess Who's driving the car? So let's say the car in front of me did something stupid. I'll, I'll say to Steph, uh, senior male or senior woman over 70, or I'll say uh, definitely this is a woman. And I bet you other people do that too. I do it. And I do it mostly as a joke and a game that some people will not find funny, but I'll be like, oh, this is a, uh, this is a woman for sure. Guaranteed. And I pull up on the side and there she is, a woman driving the car that just did something silly. And do I feel bad about it? Not one bit. I don't feel bad about unboxing that truth. It's my in a box. In a box This episode of the Drive-By Podcast, episode 155, is sponsored by Les Delices Lafrenet. It's the holiday season. New Year's is coming up this Sunday night. And the entire crew at Les Lafrenet wishes you the very best of the holiday season. Now, you're heading to a party. You're going to look great if you get a box of pastries. Bring it over. If you're hosting, you get a couple of nice cakes. You get pastries. They're going to hook you up with deli. Whatever you need, they have it for you. A custom theme cake. They'll do that too. Give them enough time. They'll prepare a custom theme cake for you at lesdelicelafrenet.com. Don't go to anyone's house empty-handed. That is rule number one. I talk about it all the time, and that will never happen if you just drop by one of their five locations, The Hub, original location in St. Leonard, also in Rosemere, Point Claire, Montreal West, and my home location and my fave location on Tachero, the newly expanded Lidelis Lafrenet in Brossard. Check them out. Voted Montreal's top bakery and pastry shop year after year, and for a reason, They're simply the best. It's Les Delices Lafrenet. Back to episode 155. All right, we're unboxing some, some truths, some truths on this edition of the Drive-By Podcast. Things that are in a box, but if you keep the box closed, it's not the truth. It's BS. 
people like looking at wrapped gifts and you know but then once you open it and you physically remove what's in there in this case the truth right we we reveal things that hopefully i agree with frank there that's something that let's just cut through the chase and say just what it is the truth let's continue here's another box i'm opening up you know they say men are from mars women are from venus absolutely there are things that women just love to do that men just don't like to do an example and i saw it during the holidays with christmas shopping i know a lot of people order most of their gifts now online amazon whatever right but there were still a lot of people physically in a brick and mortar shopping center but i noticed all the guys have a trajectory a point A and a point B. When a man walks into a store, he knows exactly what to get, what gift he's looking for. He has it written down. He has the information. If he doesn't, he goes up to a girl that looks like maybe his girlfriend or wife and says, what size are you? Okay, but the whole point is he's on a mission. Whereas women, they like to shop. They go into a mall, whatever the case is. They like going store to store. It's an adventure. Right from the minute you park or the minute you get to the mall to the like, it could you could spend hours and hours in a mall if you're there with your girlfriend or wife. It's a completely different experience for a guy. He goes in, he gets what he needs, he walks out. It's the same thing with groceries. When I go to the grocery store, like I know if I'm in there with my wife, it's gonna take double, sometimes triple the time. Because even when I don't know what I'm getting at a grocery store, I'm going through the aisles and I just know automatically I'm like, all right, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. Oh, it's coming up to this. I might have a list written on my phone. I'm going to grab this. But for my wife, it's a whole like literally every aisle. Then I forgot something. Then I go back to another aisle. Then I go here. Then it's okay. Then now we're going to go look at makeup section and or they have this. And now we're going to, oh, we're going to go check this out. And now we're going to go never ends. Okay. And I know, and I, my wife sometimes takes it the wrong way. And I say, no, I'm just going to go alone. And she takes offense to that sometimes like, well, you don't want me to come. And I'm in a way I want to just blurt it out, but I know better. No, I'd rather like go grocery shopping on my own because I know what I'm going to get. I'm in and I'm out. And that's just a truth. Men, they just have a method to their madness of doing many things, including what I just mentioned, grocery shopping or Christmas shopping. Women, it's just too open. Let's go in and see what happens, right? And next thing you know, uh, that's why I, I don't like going to a place like Costco with my wife because I'll go in and get five or six things we need as two people in a household with no kids. She'll go in and five, $600 later, I'm wondering what's going on here. That's my point. And I know guys listening right now go, oh, Frank, he's 100% right. Women do do that. How about this one? I like going everywhere with my wife. She is truly an amazing travel partner. We've spent many times going wherever, overseas, Caribbean, United States, other parts of Canada. We've had a great time. But there's one particular place that I prefer going with a guy. It's just a completely different experience. And even though my wife and I have been to Las Vegas together at least I would say four to five times maybe half a dozen times I can't remember it's so vivid in my memory by the way <laughs> women like to go to Vegas okay we're unboxing another truth here here we go this is a small little box but it's true women like going to Las Vegas to do what to shop 
to eat at nice restaurants. They like to go to shows. They like to go do things in Vegas. If the weather is nice, they like to go by the pool. And men like to go to Vegas to gamble. That's it. It's not that men don't like going to a nice restaurant. It's like it's not like men don't like experiencing other things. But for the most part, all that's on the guy's mind, and I'm not saying there aren't any women degen gamblers or women who think about gambling. There sure are a truckload of those as well. I'm just saying that for the most part, Men, we go to Vegas, we're with the guys, we know what the mission is. You're putting in some sports bets, you're watching some games, you're having drinks with the boys, you're playing poker, you're gambling. Even if you go by you know, the pool and it's a nice time of the year, there's always a couple of the guys that get up, where did you go? Uh, they ended up at the poker table. They're always thinking, right, about placing a bet, doing something. It's a totally different experience. Whereas with a, with you go there with a woman, your boy, your girlfriend, or your, your wife, it's always what shows are we going to see? What restaurants are we going to go to? Now, last time I went to Vegas a couple of months ago, we went to some great restaurants. We had a great time. But even though we were there for work, and I did work, and we did business requirements, fulfilled business requirements during the first few days, it came to a certain point, yeah, we went for a nice meal and all that, but then we went to gamble. It's just a different experience because my wife is not naturally a gambler. Now, I don't play any other games anymore except for poker, but I could I love going to a poker table and just sitting there, meeting people, playing, playing against other people. It's challenging and spending hours with other poker players, friends and all that, having a great time. It's very social. It's a lot of fun. You learn a lot about people, life, everything reading people, tells, gut feelings. When you're playing poker, it's just a f fantastic game. And I just feel like with my wife, she doesn't get any excitement from gambling. So why would you go to Vegas? Again, is my point. I was like, there's so many other places you could go to. And then, of course, there's always the monitoring. How much did, are you playing? It comes to a certain point. And trust me, my, my wife is as open-minded as the most open-minded women out there. But it's like, you know, don't come to bed too late because tomorrow morning we have to get up and we have to go to the outlets or we have to go to uh, the Hoover Dam or we have to go to some place. Anyway, so my point is, it doesn't matter where you are, right? It's just like, don't stay up too late. But the whole point of Vegas, it, when I went alone and I'm there and, and literally I played poker till six o'clock in the morning <laughs> and I went straight to the airport. That to me is the truth in this box that I just revealed is that uh, men don't like going to Vegas with women. There, I said it. Another thing that is, <laughs> is a truth I'm gonna unbox. And I've been with my wife now for 17 years. It doesn't matter. She's seen me do it a million times. I've seen her do it a million times. This one doesn't sink in because she's not my culture. It will never sink in. You would think after 17 years, it would sink in at some point, but it doesn't sink in because we're just two different people. During the holidays, like I go a little overboard when family members and friends, who am I kidding? Not even during the holidays, during the year. Whenever I have people over, I make sure there's always an abundance of food. But my wife thinks we're putting out too much food and exaggerating. But what I try to explain to her is that my culture, this is just the way we are. 
This is just how we eat. We love to eat, and we like if we're hosting, we like to have food and many varieties of food out there for our guests to eat. And that's not to take a shot at her and her family because they make good meals too. But, you know, when you're eating, it's like, all right, there's one thing here, two things here, three maybe, and that's it. And it's like, that's what you eat. And it's very good. But us, it's like a full table of stuff that's never ending because that's who we are. And it's not a diss towards her family or their culture or anything like that. It's just that this is the way my culture is. So this year at Christmas, my, my sister said the dreaded words. She said, oh, you guys had too much food. Even though we went to my sister's house for a brunch on Christmas, and it wasn't, I mean, who are we kidding? It, it may have seemed like a brunch. It wasn't. It was, it was endless food again. Then we stayed for dinner, and it was like the never-ending day of food. This is just it. But my sister actually said words she should not have said in front of my wife. And those were, you guys had too much food. The charcuterie board was way too big. I wasn't hungry anymore by the time dinner hit. Yeah, but they got there. My family got there at 3.30. We didn't eat dinner till 7.30, 8 o'clock. But by then we were already stuffed and we had a few extra courses of food. Anyway, she said those words that I dreaded hearing from my sister, which is like, there was too much food. And then of course, my wife had to say to me, see, I told you so. You always exaggerate. You always do too much. And my wife calls it, she got the word from me and my culture, la malatia. In other words, sickness. We have a sickness, my culture. We're always putting out so much food, unnecessary to have all that food out. Well, look, I'm a big proponent that it's very necessary. I'm going to unbox the truth right now saying, for whatever reason, this is how we do it because we love to eat and entertain. If the rest of the world doesn't want to be like us, well, you do you, you do your thing. As long as you're associated with me, there's always going to be food on the table. That's just the way it is. Italians, we're just a different breed. Yeah, sure, there are Italians. There's no doubt about it. I get what my wife is saying. That compete against other people and they have to do this big show. And not only Italians. There's many other cultures that do this too. And it's like over the top. Everything is over the top. For some, I'm sure they're competing against others. And it's it's to show that this is the holidays at my place and this is what we give. But for the most part, most people... You would think do it from a place of good. And I do it because I've always been the type of person that I want people. I just consider myself that type of host. I want people when they come over to my house to enjoy their time in my house, whether it's from the drinking, whether it's from the eating. I want people to come there and never, never feel like they're missing out on anything. You want dessert? We have it. You want this? We have it. You want this? Whatever. We have everything here. That's just the way I am. So in the final unboxing, the truth has come out that just Italians, we just do things better. That's it. We're just better hosts. And there's nothing wrong with the small charcuterie board. And there's nothing wrong with the meat and potatoes and one plate and serving. But that's the way some people do it. And we do it the way we do it, which happens to be the better way. Because we're the best. Episode 155. Oh, I'm going to get so much shit after this episode. Episode 155 of the Drive-By Podcast is sponsored by Les Delices Lafrenet. Speaking of the best, they do have the best pastries, the best bakery items. They've got it all. You're looking for bread, deli section. You could go get a coffee at the Brossard location as well. Anytime during the day, Anthony makes an incredible coffee. They've got it all. They still have... 
panettones left over for the uh, holiday season going into New Year's. Still a good time to bring one of those if you're going over to somebody's place. Five great Montreal locations, including St. Leonard, Rosemere, Point Claire, and Montreal West. And of course, Brossard on Tashro, the newly expanded store where you could actually do some grocery shopping now for the best Italian products direct from Italy. It's Les Delices La Frenet. Five star this episode if you enjoyed it on Spotify. Review or comment on Apple, and I'll catch you with another edition of the Drive-By Podcast. Later on this week, it will be a bonus edition of a previously unreleased YouTube episode with a guest who you heard audio from, but you didn't see on YouTube. It was never released as a YouTube video, so the next episode will be exclusively on YouTube. Thank you so much for unboxing so many truths with me today on the Drive-By Podcast. I'm Freeway Frank. Ciao for now. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast brought to you by OwnSpace.